The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss what it means to be an influencer in the MarTech industry. Joining us is Neil Schaefer, who is a social media strategy consultant, speaker, and the author of four books, including his recently published Age of Influence, the definitive playbook for influencer marketing. Neil has spoken at hundreds of events on four continents and also teaches digital and social media marketing to executives at the Rutgers School of Business and the Irish Management Institute. He is also the host of the very useful Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. So far this week, Neil and I have talked about how he built his personal brand to both scale and monetize. And yesterday we got Neil's perspective on the technology landscape for influencer marketing and how some of the tools aren't actually as useful for evaluating who has influence as you might think. Now, today we're going to double back and we're going to talk about the tools that Neil is really excited about, including how AI will revolutionize influencer marketing. Okay, here's the last part of my conversation with Neil Schaefer, CEO and Principal Social Media Strategy Consultant at PDCA Social. Neil, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Benjamin. Long time no chat. It's been a while. I've missed you since yesterday and we've been having (laughs) such a good time I want to land the plane today. We talked about you building your influencer business broadly across multiple channels, how that helped you build your consulting and your agency model, helps you sell some books. And then yesterday we talked about what tools help brands figure out who are the influencers they should be working with. And it's a mixed bag. Now, there is a component of technology that you think is really going to make an impact for influencers. Talk to me a little bit about how you think AI is going to revolutionize the influencer marketing landscape. So yesterday, we talked about some of the issues that face marketers when they're trying to decide who are the best, most appropriate influencers to work with. It's not just a single number of followers metric. It's not a single engagement percentage metric, although these are some of the things that would go into an algorithm to decide who has more influence than someone else. But if someone is posting 10 different images and getting 10 different reactions from those 10 different images, What are the things in some of those images that are providing more engagement than things in other images? So where is that contextual engagement coming from? What are the components? So looks can be deceiving. We talked about yesterday, the female bodybuilder with the primarily male audience. So what is it if there was, you know, an Instagrammer, a model, 
and she was in front of a cherry tree and she was holding a Nike, what's the name? Not the Air Jordan, but the white shoe that I know my daughter just bought that they all like to put their own custom paintings on. Oh God, I have no idea. And it was a bright blue sky, right? Mm -hmm. What is it that caused that post to get more engagement than others? Was it the fact that it was a running shoe and her audience was interested in running. Was it the cherry tree that attracted people? Was it the blue of the sky? Was it the model? Was it something she was wearing? And by breaking down images visually and using AI and looking at past performance and breaking all the images down and looking for common threads between why some posts perform better than others, we can now begin to get some data around what is making this community engage with this image. So we can make sure that we're working with the right person. And this is where... There's a few different AI engines that are out there. Amazon has one that's based on visual. I believe that Pinterest is one of their clients for Pinterest Lens. I wouldn't be surprised if Instagram themselves are using them. And they've really developed this world-class technology about visual recognition AI that a lot of companies and some in the influencer marketing space are investing in. There are others like IBM Watson that are very much textual-based. But in the world of Instagram and the world of visuals, while there is a textual area, because sometimes you have people that will not enter any hashtags and just have limited text, and the key component of the visual is not even in the text. So the text in a platform like Instagram becomes very limiting in terms of how you can recognize that contextual engagement and that contextual influence. So that's one huge use case scenario where now visually we can try to break down what is it that's engaging people to like comments on this image. It seems like there's a chicken or the egg problem here where there is understanding what's going to drive engagement with the community that you're interested in reaching. And there's also, I'll call this the classic SEO problem where in content marketing, there's what content's actually going to convert. And then what do I have to put on the page to get Google to rank it? Right? What is the algorithm actually looking for? With the AI solutions that you've talked about or some of the technologies that you've seen, do they factor in or how do they evaluate the difference between a special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. 
people are interested in this image and this image will be surfaced by whatever platform it is because it shows something that the Facebook algorithm, the Instagram algorithm or the Twitter, whatever it is, actually likes or think will be valuable? Well, there are some tools. So when we talk about SEO with specific social networks, like Instagram, it is 100% based on hashtags. So yes, there are tools out there that are now starting to say over your last 100 posts, when you posted these hashtags, your posts seem to perform better, meaning that you might want to continue to post these hashtags because you might be outperforming your competitors. So yes, there's definitely that way of looking at it. But I would say that's more of machine learning than AI. But the other part of AI that goes above and beyond that, first talking about that contextual engagement, is looking at data patterns. So did this person all of a sudden, they were growing at an average of one new follower per day, and then yesterday they grew by a 1,000 followers? Normally a sign that they bought fake followers, right? Although there could be other reasons where they mentioned on the news, you know, in the media, or their engagement gets about the same ratio, but one post got significantly more. People that engaged, were they members of pods? So as a way of mitigating brand risk and finding sort of fake following, fake engagement, this is another really interesting use case scenario for AI in influence marketing that a lot of companies are now starting to look more seriously into because the amount of fraud that goes on in influence marketing every year is in the hundreds of millions, if not potentially billions of dollars of money lost just to try to figure that out. So there's, there's two main sides of the coin. But you know, in terms of SEO, hashtag recommendations, I'm just trying to think. When I think of like SEM Rush and all the recommendations they give you for a page to try to get you to rank higher. I don't think we've seen that sort of tool for influence in social media yet. We might have, like I said, on the hashtag basis, there are definitely some tools that are out there that will recommend hashtags. Or when you're going to publish to Instagram, you don't want to try to compete with more popular hashtags. So you want to stay at this level because your post will be more competitive and you have a greater chance of being seen. We do have technology at that level. But vis-a-vis influencers, I'd say that's more general technology, regardless of influencers, just a brand can use that for their own posts as well. But vis-a-vis influencers in AI, it really comes down to those other areas that I see. It's interesting. I'm surprised that the SEO toolkits haven't been ported over to understand how to optimize on a text basis for the social media platforms. It obviously hasn't happened, but it would be great to have a podcast platform that does what the SEO tools do, where I know what are the keywords I need to include in my title and show notes to get a specific podcast to rank. You can do that with a blog post. You can do that with the SEO tools. You can actually do it in real time while you're writing a blog post. I use a tool called Search Metrics, which has a content experience that as I'm typing out a blog post, it essentially gives me a 100-point score of that piece of content based on what they know from Google's algorithm. It's hard to believe that those tools haven't been ported over to understanding what hashtags you should be using in Instagram or what keywords you should be using in YouTube, all these other platforms. You make a great point. There are tools like the BuzzSumos that these posts perform really well in social, but that doesn't mean that your post is going to perform well in social. I guess you could say the same about Google. You know, did the post perform well just because they had such a huge following? And it's always looking to aggregate numbers, not as a percentage of followers that engage. So yeah, there's definitely technology for that. And if brands are spending a lot of money on these platforms, and if they can help them increase their ROI 10, 20%, there's budget that can be spent there. So you bring up a good point. 
So it seems like there's two real ways to use AI and machine learning when it comes to the influencer marketing landscape. On the content producer side, there's understanding what you can put in your images to make those performant. And on the flip side for the brand, there is tools to understand how valuable the following of, and this is more machine learning, how valuable the following of an influencer is. Are there any other places that you think that these sort of advanced technologies, the AI, machine learning, even marketing automation are important in influencer marketing? There's that whole relationship side of influencers. So definitely in terms of marketing automation, we get back to those blogger outreach tools because they were early users of marketing automation, of find people, send them a blast, personalize it, and then X days later, send them another blast if they don't respond and what have you, attract the metrics of that. So yeah, I mean, that's where we've seen an early use. And I think that a lot of the tools, or I should say the social networks really prevent you from doing a lot of automating inside because we've seen how third parties and rogue apps have sort of taken advantage of that. So that's the problem is the privacy issues and security issues that all of these social networks have that prevent you from doing a lot of things that you can do on your own website or with Google. So there are limitations there. They can go as far as nudging you to do things, but at the end of the day, you would have to tell the tool, yes, we had a communication over Instagram. I think of Nimble as a social CRM that tries to pull in conversations you have with people from every network, but even they found, you know, blocked off of the Facebook API or LinkedIn doesn't allow us to do this or that anymore. So it does begin to get more challenging because every platform wants you to use them as a CRM to some extent. So those are the challenges. And that's why the technology companies that are invested in this. And I mean, Instagram had a huge change to their API two years ago. It used to be able to get a lot more information that they just can't get now, like audience demographics. A lot of these influencer tools that are looking at Instagram influencers are grabbing demographics of their community from Twitter and using that as sort of an assumption. So it's not perfect by any ways. And this is going to be the challenge for technology going forward vis-a-vis social media where influencers have obvious influence. As far as podcasters, Google blogs, YouTube goes, that's still an open landscape where a lot more technology could be developed. Just from influencer to influencer, last question that I have for you. It seems like there is a methodology where you can go through existing platforms and that has some inherent challenges, right? You can't get the CRMs, you, right? The data that you're getting for influencers, even the publishing tools are all sort of disparate and sometimes difficult. And it's easy to find the audience because people are already there. And then there's the idea of building influence where you own the audience. I just want to get your two cents on the value of building an audience on a different platform or trying to basically cultivate your own community or or building an audience that you really understand who it is and get access to your own first party data. How do you think about the difference between the two of those? You need the first party data. And it's interesting because in influencer marketing, when we talk about first party data, we often talk a lot about that you already have experience working with influencers. So you understand market rates, you understand potential outcomes from working with them. And from that, you know how to better sort of negotiate in the future, or you can better estimate the outcomes of those campaigns. But like I tell every client, number one thing people do these days, they're online, right? We're more digital than analog. And what do we do when we're online? We're either on social media, we're searching for content on a search engine like Google, or we're looking at emails. There's some text involved, but there's still a heck of a lot of emails. So you need the social because that's where people are. But at the end of the day, you need to own the data. You need to be able to bring them onto your website and into your email marketing automation where you have the best chance to convert them. 
And that is, I believe, universal. So as much as it's funny, I listen to a lot of podcasts, like, you know, these are the secrets for Instagram marketing. And right about episode 25 or so, they start to talk about lead magnets and email marketing and a blog and a website. So when I look at influencers on Instagram that have this huge influence or a lot of followers, I should say, but they don't have a website, I think, well, how did they get that influence? And there's some where I understand, but I think there's a lot more fake influence out there than a lot of people might think. And if you don't have a website where you can convert people, on the other hand, you also miss out on opportunities from this amazing search engine called Google, which can send a heck of a lot of people your way on a daily basis without you having to post on Instagram on a daily basis. You know, I I have blog contributors to my own blog and they're like, Neil, you know, when are you going to post this to social? And I'm like, dude, search provides an overwhelming majority of traffic to my site, even though I have this huge social following. I just get that much traffic from Google. So it's a long-term play. I don't expect every blog post to sort of blow up in the first 24 hours, but I expect over the long term, it's going to generate a lot of traffic and a lot of ROI from us. And that's a very, very different mindset than the social mindset. We're always on that content wheel every day, three posts or two posts or one post, which is another reason why the email and the blog become these major long-term assets that deliver ROI day after day after day after day passively. Neil, it's a medium that I think a lot of people don't understand, and it seems like social media and building influence, while important and valuable, is something that the vast majority of marketers think is a black box, that they are essentially closing their eyes and throwing darts, and they hope they hit a bullseye. Thank you for walking us through some of the strategies, some of the tools, some of the processes that you've learned about the influencer landscape with our audience. Oh, thanks, Benjamin. You know, like with anything else, if you don't have data, you don't know how to optimize. So if you haven't done it and you think it's a black box, you got to do it. And you got to just get out there and start conversations and ask them how they work with other brands and start working with a few people and measure the results. And from there, you know, I'm confident the name of my agency is called PTCA Social because it's all about the Deming Circle Plan, Do, Check, Act. I'm very confident that you will see better and better results over time. So PDCA Social is the name of the agency. And also the book that you just wrote, which I see in the background, I know everybody listening can't see this, The Age of Influence. If you're interested in learning more about influencer marketing, hey, check out Neil's book. We'll put a link in the show notes to the book as well. Neil, thanks for being our guest. Thank you, Benjamin. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Neil Schaefer, CEO and Principal Social Media Strategy Consultant at PDCA Social for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Neil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Neil Schaefer, N-E-A-L-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is neilschaefer.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.